Students, welcome. It's Fat Friday, finding answers today, October 22nd, I believe it is. I'm, your, um, I'm here with Brother Wing, and I'm Brother Lawson. Brother Wing, how are you this fine Friday? I am doing fantastic. You know, my son said to me this morning, he said, hey, Dad, do you know what would be fun? And I said, what? And he goes, if we could fly. I just was like, oh yeah, that would be fun. He's like, oh yeah. He got real excited about that. So thought I'd share that with you. He just had that moment. I, I don't, that's great. You're gonna have to write that in your journal. I don't remember the first time I thought about how fun that would be if I could fly, but but that would be fun. That would be fun. You know, um I heard a good joke. I'll tell you real quick. What do you what do you call a dog that doesn't have any any legs? Um uh, don't know. You can call him whatever you want because he's not coming. <laughs> um, well, students, we uh, hopefully you haven't tuned out by now, but uh, this is a great Fat Friday. We've got actually some good questions uh, relative to the topic we've been studying this week about LGBTQ plus issues and the gospel. The first question that we're going to explore is this. Uh, this question's been asked a couple of times, many times. Uh, the question is, like it's about the family proclamation. The family proclamation, we know some of the things it says in there are things like gender is eternal, marriage is between man and a woman. However, the, the proclamation uh, to the family, it's not like in the scriptures or anything. So the question is, is, is the proclamation really the doctrine of the church? Brother Wing, you want to take a stab at that one? Yeah, so this is a document that was created, uh, written, um, and then finally uh, pronounced to the world in 1995. Um, but in answering that question, one detail would be to say that this was not some document that was written independent by one of the Quorum of the Twelve, but it was a collaborative of, uh, um, collaborated on by all 15, the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve, all 15 of these leaders together um, writing and endorsing this document. So that's one indication uh, that is, needs to be considered. And, and then since then, since 1995, it has been repeated often and unedited in the 26 years of its existence. So that would be another factor to consider. You know, there's only been a handful of proclamations as well. And this is one of them. So that's that's noteworthy all by itself. Um, and then in speaking of that, repeated often by the current members of the Quorum of the Twelve and the First Presidency, I did a little research and found that since uh, the Family Proclamation was introduced, it has been referenced in General Conference 148 times. Ooh, good heavens. So, this isn't that that's not counting, you know, other speeches by the members sure. of the Quorum of the Twelve or First Presidency, uh, but it's just in general conference 148 times. And it's not just like all in the late 90s. <laughs> you know, it was it's spread out from 1995 all the way to 2021. Uh, so so when you think about what's what is an official church teaching? Well, is it is it unified with all of the Quorum of the Twelve and First Presidency? Yes. Is it repeated often by them? The answer to that is yes. And then another noteworthy point would be that when President Hinckley first introduced this document, 
he called it his word. These are his words. He called it a quote reaffirmation of standards, doctrines, and practices. And so this wasn't like in, in 1995, it wasn't seen as some new doctrine. It was just a clarification, a document that kind of clarifies everything and officially uh, points it out. Um, but it wasn't like new doctrine. So this wasn't, you know, new to 1995 is what I'm saying. It was, it, this was a clarification, a reaffirmation of doctrines that were already being taught um, and, and have continued to be taught since then. So it's, to me, all of those factors combined would make it pretty evident that this is official teaching of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Absolutely. I think that sometimes, I think the question, and, and I've heard this issue come up quite a few times, actually, about, you know, uh, well, is the proclamation really, really doctrine? I think sometimes there's a, there's a confusion about what doctrine is, and I think what you shared is a great clarification that if it's taught multiple times and there's multiple instances, it's an official teaching of the church. It might not be canonized scripture, like you might we might might not have an insert to, to throw into our triple combinations, but not all doctrine comes just from the scriptures. We believe in continuing revelation. We believe that God isn't silent, that he continues to speak. And one of the ways that he continued to speak was through his prophets and apostles in the proclamation uh, to the world. So that's a good answer. I like that answer. I'm gonna can I tell you a story, Brother Wayne? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a story. Uh, so I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a doctor. I'm just, I'm just not the kind of doctor that helps people. So I got a doctorate degree at the university of Missouri. I think I graduated. Oh my gosh. Like five or six years ago. Um, but in my doctorate degree, I, uh, I was, I was, I was the only Latter-day Saint in, uh, in the group. And there were, there were many in my cohort going through, there were many that were uh, part of the LGBT uh, would be, the world would classify them as being put in one of these uh, categories. I remember being in a group uh, with, with uh, five guys, it was me and four other guys. And the other four guys were all gay. And we were, um, we were working on a project on a, on a case study. And the case study involved, it was something like there was a, there was a, a, a group on campus that was um, a Christian based group. And one of the, one of the, um, one of the rules to be a part of this Christian based group or to be a, the president of this Christian based group is that you couldn't uh, engage in premarital sex in uh, to be the president of this group. And so the question was presented to us is, is this an anti-gay policy? And, um, and so I thought it was an interesting, you know, I was a little bit confused, like, well, how could this be um, anti-gay? And as we were talking, I remember asking the question to these, to these guys that were all gay. I said, um, isn't it like all the, the only requirement to be the president of this association would be that you, that you're not engaging in, in premarital sex. So anybody with same gender attraction or anybody that's gay could be the the president of this organization isn't that isn't that right and they're like well no because they're gay and i was like well if you're gay do you do you have to participate in premarital sex uh or i mean is that like a requirement to be labeled gay and you could tell with these guys this was the first time they had thought about that that 
uh, they automatically assumed that the term gay meant that you were uh, having sex with people of your same gender uh, rather than just being attracted to someone of your same gender. I saw one of the things that I think is important uh, to remember is that is that these labels, when we label someone as gay or transgender or, you know, the, the world just label just labels uh, folks really quickly and easily. And they don't think a lot about, well, what does that mean? Because sometimes there's a connotation that goes with a, with a label. And so when we, you know, when there's people that hear, well, that, that there's a gay Latter-day Saint, sometimes even members of the church think, oh my gosh, there's a person who's breaking the law of chastity right there. Because the world has conditioned us to believe that, well, if you're gay, then you're, you're obviously having sex, right? Uh, and so it's important to, to not necessarily uh, impose a label on somebody, but to be inclusive of people who aren't comfortable using a label. Not to deny the existence of being gay or lesbian or, or bisexual or whatever, but uh, there's some people that might not like to be labeled. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not being ashamed of how you feel and, and not being ashamed that, that you have same gender attraction. You just, maybe you just don't want people to, uh, to label you a certain way and then, and then pigeonhole you and say, this is the way that you're supposed to be. So that's, that's one thought that I wanted to, to, to get out there. I think, I think it's important. There's another question. Another question, uh, that was asked was, I have a gay friend uh, who's getting married. Is it okay for me as a Latter-day Saint to go to their wedding? And the answer to that is absolutely yes, absolutely. We, in the church, we, we support people. That's what we support. We don't support gay marriage, but we definitely support people. So my friend that, was, uh, that I told you about, the, one of my friends that was in that group of, of five guys uh, that we're talking about, he, he actually got married while we were uh, in this doctorate degree. And I went to his, I went to his bridal shower. I got him a gift from Dollar General. It was great. Right. And so I, I supported him because he's my friend and I didn't support, I don't support gay marriage. I don't think that it, I know that it doesn't lead to eternal happiness, but, but I love my friend and I'm going to support him. What do you think about those answers, brother Wayne? I really like that. We support, uh, we don't support gay marriage, um, for various reasons, but we do support people who might want gay marriage and yeah. we're all about supporting people. I, I really like that. And the, and on the labels topic um, that speaks to a broader issue as well. Like that's beyond this specific issue that labeling can really be problematic, you know, um, especially as children are growing up and we try to slap if, if even sometimes we do it to ourselves, you know, we might slap a label on ourselves that is, is just not helpful. And, it, yeah. and, you know, some people aren't comfortable with it and, and uh, we want to just honor and respect people's wishes. And, but these labels are not automatic, um, nor are they always desired by the individual. Yeah. You know, you, you know, living here in this area, sometimes when, when people call you a Mormon, they're associating you with things that aren't very Mormon at all, right. That aren't representative of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. And so Labels, it's important to, to uh, the one label that we can put on everyone is children of God. And then that, and that speaks to a lot of 
of who who we are. So students, this is, we just kind of scratched the surface with the LGBT issues and the, and the gospel. If you have more questions about this, we're totally okay with talking about this another time as well. Uh, we'd love to answer those questions. Just shoot us a text, email, whatever you need to do. But until then, we love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.